You know what Sunday this is, don't you? This is the, uh, liturgically, this is the Sunday of the Lebanese lady. You don't believe me, do you? Well, it is. That's what just got read. This is the Sunday of the Lebanese lady. How many of you have been in either Tyre or Sidon? Come on, some of you have. Okay, it's the Sunday of the Canaanite woman. And if that makes you happy, you're fine. But if you were going to put it in, if you go to look at the map today, you're talking about Lebanon. Uh, and Jesus got up to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And I'm going to tell you how this story took place. Uh, Jesus was there with the disciples, and I assume he was doing what he normally does. I mean, you know, he was preaching and he was talking to the people. And this Lebanese lady came up to him, and she was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And uh, he didn't say anything. And so she said, okay for you. And she walked away. Now, you know that's not how it happened, is it? But that's the way we pray very often, is it not? We come with our little one petition. As a matter of fact, some of us have sort of an idea that if you have more than, if you have to pray it more than once, it ain't worth doing. If Jesus doesn't answer your prayer first time around, skip it. If he doesn't have any more concern for you than that, nuts to him. Or, prayer doesn't work. Or, it sure doesn't work for me. Well, those are all very common reactions, by the way, are they not? And sometimes it's what we would call a very tacit reaction. We don't really say it out loud. And we would never, we would never say, well, God doesn't really answer our prayers and it's not worth it. And it's, it's just sort of a hype, this prayer business. We don't say anything, but we just don't do anything by default. Uh, we don't do what this woman did. Now, this story is really bizarre, frankly. Here's Jesus. He's up here in Tyre and Sidon. That's about as far, by the way, as he ever got. That's about as far... You know, uh, those of you who are Syrians, too bad. And those of you who happen to be generic American, you're really in tough luck. <laughs> but at least on this case, he got up to Tyre and Sidon, and he's doing some teaching up there. And he's, it's probably as much withdrawal as anything. And here's this woman who is crying out, Have mercy on me, O Lord! Have mercy on me, son of David! My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. Now, what she does is something very remarkable. She just keeps crying out. That's the word in the text. It doesn't mean she prayed. It means she cried out. She was shouting she was crying out as loudly as she possibly could, and she wasn't going to quit. And here they're going along, and the disciples finally say, the disciples, you know, were from New York. And they said, enough is enough already. <laughs> I mean, they'd had it. She just keeps crying out. And they say, would you get her to stop? Now, you've got to imagine yourself as the Canaanite woman. Ah, if you're Lebanese, you can imagine yourself as the Lebanese woman. Okay, and here she is standing there, and here's Jesus, and here's these 12 disciples, and these 12 disciples were saying, would you get her to shut up? How would you feel if you were she? I mean, this is bizarre. 
She's standing there hearing them talking about her. This little conversation is going on, and it isn't really very nice. Well, it doesn't get any nicer. Because then Jesus says to them, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I mean, here she is. She's standing over here. And here's this little conversation. Send her away. And Jesus is essentially agreeing with them. I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And here's a poor lady standing over there. And if I were she, I'd have said, well, nuts to you, Jews. Out of it with you. I'm going to go back to Dagon or something like that, one of my old gods. Well, uh, she doesn't do that. She comes and she kneels before him. And she says, Lord, help me. This has been going on now for a long time. Lord, help me. And it still doesn't get any better. Because he says to her, it isn't fair to give to the dogs <laughs> what the children are supposed to have. How would you feel if you were she? You'd feel terrible, wouldn't you? Well, I'll tell you how I'd feel. If you know me well, you know I'm telling you the truth. That's it. <laughs> I've had it. I'm out of here. I gave you your chance. I let your disciples be abusive. I listen to you call me a dog. She kneels. She says, help me. And he says, it's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And then she says, boy, this is one woman. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then it's all over. Jesus says, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done as you desire. How do you like that? Here we go. Number one, you need to remember this for your prayers, and as we approach Lent. Because as soon as you hear the gospel read in church the Sunday of the Canaanite woman, you say, oops, we're going to start the pre-Lenten time. We're going to start it. It's just like it rings a bell in your head. Whoa, next Sunday's the Sunday of the publican and the Pharisee. Whoa, here we go. And so you hear this, and, and this gospel is read, so you get ready for Lent, because Lent's boring, and it's long, and it never gets over. It doesn't last 40 days. It lasts 270 days, plus or minus. And you need to get ready for it. And so you say, of this woman, number one, she was persistent. Most of us don't pray with a whole lot of persistence. Or if we do, you know, it's just, you know, we just sort of wander in and out, you know, and our prayers are sort of sloppy and careless. She cried out with persistence. Not only did she cry out, when she was essentially rebuffed twice. Basically, turned away two times. Now, we don't ever get really turned away. I mean, do we? We really don't. I mean, God never speaks out of heaven and says, No, I'm not listening to you. You're dog. doesn't happen that way. Here she endures this private conversation with her standing there and the disciples and Jesus talking about this whole thing. She is utterly persistent. 
You need to learn to have persistence in your prayers. We need to have persistence. And when you get into Lent, you have every opportunity for persistence. And you need to take advantage of it. And we pray these prayers over and over again. And you say, why do we have to pray these prayers over and over again? For the same reason the Canaanite woman prayed her prayer over and over again. You may not get what you ask for if you're not persistent. Because God looks for persistence. Secondly, she was bold. She had no hesitation. She had no hesitation. Number one, to keep her prayer going. But number two, when Jesus told her that it's not fair to give what is the children's to the dogs, she was bold enough to say, but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs under the master's table. You've got to admit, that takes a lot of boldness to talk to the Son of God that way. To talk to the only one who could possibly give you what you want. The only one who could do it. She knew that. The only person on the face of this earth who could give her what she wanted. But she was bold to answer him. She was persistent. She was bold. And she was humble. How do I know she was humble? Not because of her persistence. That doesn't show any boldness. You can be arrogant and be, bold, be persistent. You can be arrogant and you can be bold. What she does after she hears the little conversation between Jesus and the disciples, this foreigner, she's a foreigner, she comes up and she gets down on her knees before Christ and says, Lord, help me. Now that's humility. I mean, she's just been essentially told she's not going to get what she wants. Lord, help me. How many times we're going to get down on our knees during Lent? And you say, oh, it's too far down. And if you get my age, you say, oh, my knees hurt too much. You get down on your knees. Why? Because it's the pious thing to do. You get down on your knees because it is the humble thing to do. She was persistent. She was bold. She was humble. And she had faith. She knew that if she just hung in there, she was going to get it. You know, honestly, answer yourself the question right now. Would you have hung on that long? You know, I really doubt if I would. I think I'd have been out of there at least by halfway through. Why? I don't have the kind of faith that she had. What was it in her faith? Well, there's at least two things in her faith. Number one, she believed that he could do it. But number two, she believed if she hung in there, She'd get him to do it. Both of those are important. I haven't the slightest problem believing that God can do anything. It's never crossed my mind that there's something he can't do. I've seen too much. But where I have a problem is believing if I just hang in there long enough, God's going to do something. Folks, Lent is a time of testing. Testing about what? 
testing about lots of things. And amongst them is how much faith do you have of the kind that is I'll keep hanging in there until I hear from you, until you respond to me, my God. We are so in to add water and stir that we have trouble if it doesn't come right away. If it isn't microwavable, we probably aren't even going to try it. No. Lent is a time of testing. It's a time of trial. And in that time of trial, God is testing us. We're the ones being tested. We're not testing God. He's testing us. And so as we get ready to begin the pre-Lenten time, let this woman be a great encouragement to you. Let the Lebanese woman be an encouragement to you. She was persistent. She was bold. She was humble. And she had faith. You know, you might start asking God, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me be persistent. Help me be bold. Help me be humble. And help my faith. And Lent will be a different experience for you. Let this be an encouragement to all of you, not just the Lebanese, <laughs> but to all of us, that this Sunday the Canaanite woman will be a challenge to us as we approach Lent.